We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 240. I'm Rando. And I'm Shara. And this is the special freeze warning edition. In October. Yeah, yeah, it is in October. You know what we need? What? We need Corey here with his facts about when the first freeze happens every year. We do. My gosh. I think he's talked about it the last few weeks and I didn't pay any attention. Uh, I, me either. He had <laughs> like the records of, you know, what year, he like the past few years, like what date the freeze first freeze happened. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know the average first frost is around the 15th. Of October? Yeah. Yeah. So, and and they, I'll have to look that up at intermission. So we're right Intermission. See, intermission. I'm still the musician. Yeah. It, at halftime, during we the weather We take school, an intermission. We Y'all do. Don't. <laughs> well, you probably figured out, yes, Corey is not here. He is working hard. Uh, it's, boy. It's fall break in Branson, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, all the fall break. Not breakers. for him. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, they're all on fall break, so. Man. Town is packed. Yeah. And, and you know. We can do the podcast just fine. And I mean, I hate that he's not. Shoot, I was supposed to bring a cake, but he's not here. Well, he's not here. So that, okay. I have so to do it another week. Yeah, you have to do it next week or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, well, why were you going to bring a cake now, because Sharon? It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, and that's your right. Your birthday is well, coming up. Well, yes. Yes. Corey's had a little birthday on the 15th. You both are getting old. I'm older. And I'm just staying put. You, you know, that's your job. It, it dawned you say on me, young, young and pretty. That's your deal. It dawned on me that I have been with him for 29 birthdays. Really? 29 of his birthdays. And I'm like, that's impossible because I'm only 29. Exactly. And I remember all of the 29 birthdays, but I can't remember birthdays when I'm one and two and... Well, I know in July, was it July is your birthday? Mm-hmm. Well, see, you turned 29. We, exactly. we talked about that. Just turned 29. <laughs> Never mind the fact my oldest will be 24 in a couple of months. Well, that's okay. You just started really early. So. Really early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did talk about the cake. Well, you know, but mine, my birthday's not till the 26th. So, so we'll I have, got time. Yeah. We'll have another podcast. So we'll bring next it week. between the two birthdays. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Corey is working hard. The, the, the poor kid. I, I mean, a kid. Well, he's, he's had a birthday. Old he's old now. <laughs> Not a kid. He's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, so, hard so now. He's, he's in the cave. Yeah, and I just made that post. I'm glad you sent me the picture. That was a really good picture on, that, I, that I put it. And he got a whole bunch of, like, responses. for. I hope Corey will go on there and, like, thank everybody. I told him to wear a birthday button yesterday. A- and? He did not. But I'm like, people will be so much nicer to you if you're wearing a birthday button. Hello. People can't yell at you <laughs> if you're wearing a birthday button. Yeah. No. Uh, yesterday was, like, projected to be, like, record numbers at Soa Dollar City. 
based on last year and the fall break time. Oh, this was Saturday. Yeah. Yes. So we're co- recording this on Sunday. Okay. So they had employees had to park like four miles away oh, in Branson West. Oh my gosh. And they were bussed back in <gasps> because they didn't want them getting caught in traffic like what happened last year. Oh my gosh. The buses gosh. got caught in the same traffic of people trying to get in. And then so employees were late for work. People missed shows. It was all So was this crazy. is a really big. It's huge weekend. Well, yeah. I, I just. Anyway, I don't blame so him. he doesn't have any cell signal no. when it's like that. So he couldn't look at any of his birthday posts. Oh, no. He didn't yeah. see any of them until he got home late last night. And he was trying to go through Yeah, he's probably really tired, too. Then. So I know he appreciated every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he got to respond because, yeah, it was late last night when he got home. Well, and his phone was just blowing oh, up. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. I didn't hear from him. Um, I think at 1030, okay. maybe-ish, was he said something maybe of going to lunch or something. I didn't hear from him the rest of the day. Oh, my gosh. Like, he absolutely cannot text. It just won't go through. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's in the cave, I realize, I mean, you're way well, down I mean, there. Even in yeah. the park. If there's that many people on the park. Oh, that's right. That he cannot text. Yeah, all He the, can sometimes yeah. call, but he doesn't have time to call, so... That that well, that's true. Yeah. You know, and I didn't I didn't even realize this till I went. You know, if you uh, uh, it's the first time I've done the cave tour. Go back and look at our uh, previous episode. Rando survives the cave tour. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize only forty five people. You can only take forty five people per right. trip. So if there's hundreds and hundreds of people, or twenty thousand. Yeah, well, I mean, going on the cave thing, you they've got to do it. Now, did, didn't you say that? Is like one goes like a half hour later, another one? Depends on the day. Okay. Depends on how many guides they have. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the guides. So there has to be so many of them at the desk, so many it can be in the cave. Somebody has to pull the cave train, the so, train up okay. from the cave. So if there's so, tons of guides, they can probably just... You know, they're yeah. only budgeted for so many guides. But right. anyway, 30 minutes is the least amount of time between. Gotcha. If they have enough guides, they can do 30-minute tours. To where, yeah, one tour will leave. You, you, you 30 mean 30 minutes, minutes between tours? Yeah, 30 minutes later, another okay. tour will leave. Yeah, because the tour was actually about an hour, hour and, and a half. five. So well, they can have like up to three tours in the cave at one time. Wow. They're just 30 minutes apart. Well, there's definitely, I mean, I, again, I highly suggest going. I, I it, was, it was wild. Wasn't quite it's what a, I expected. Marvel but. Cave is, I mean, if you've gone cave exploring and you've seen other caves in Missouri, uh-huh. none of them compare to... Marvel Cave. Yeah, it's now like I have you'll not, be disappointed when you go to the others if you go to Marvel Cave well, first. Well, I've not be, even been in Fantastic Caverns, but I'm sure that's probably not the same thing as like Marvel Cave. Like I said, it's Cave. okay, yeah. but it's not It's not like none Marvel of Cave. them are Marvel Cave. Yeah. And there's stories, I mean, I don't know if the other tour guides tell stories like Corey does, but Corey tells some really cool stories, so anyway. I mean, not to I might be a little biased. Well, you might. You know, you know they have certain things they have to say. Right. But Corey knows a lot more about he Just loves history. His, right. Yeah, so, he loves that history. I have a feeling his is a little more informative. Probably, you know. And all of them are good. All yes, of them are good. I'm but. sure they're all excellent cave guides. Yes. So I'm a little partial to Corey's. <laughs> well, you know, I would understand that. That would be okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, he's not here. So we're just going to go on the fly. This could be a really short podcast for more than one reason. Uh, or me and Rando will get going. Um, well, we'll get we going on something. We won't have anybody to rail us back in. That's so. true. We'll go off the rails. And, we'll go. <laughs> and we don't have Corey to rein us in. <laughs> no, but, but really, there's just not a lot going on except for the big story. 
Cold front moved through yesterday, uh, and we had some rain develop. Uh, okay, so what happened is there was a uh, the cold front moved through. There was a boundary down in Arkansas, and the Storm Prediction Center actually watched that, and the dy- dynamics kept bubbling and bubbling, and they actually issued a severe thunderstorm warning, which was good because I saw about five or six severe thunderstorm warnings at the top of that thing. But all of a sudden, uh, I guess about nine, uh, see, I was in the show, I think it's probably about nine o'clock last night. All of a sudden, the entire northern Arkansas up to the border just exploded it was wild i i didn't know that was going to happen now i got i saw some really cool lightning oh there was cool lightning it was nowhere it was had to be way down south it had to still be in arkansas exactly but it was around 7 30 when i was on my way to silver dollar city Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Way You're right. Off, like I mean, like like way, really, way. like two inches on the, well, <laughs> the horizon. But the thing was, the whole sky was pink oh, in that area, uh-huh. and then it would just flash. Mm. Like you couldn't actually see the lightning strike itself because it was so far away. Yeah, you could just see the the clouds light up and flash pink. It was so cool, and I wish I could have got video, but I was driving. And I couldn't. Well, you could multitask, right? Well, no, no, we don't suggest. Do not do, do that. Yeah, yeah, I was on the Just high drive. road. Uh, okay, and there was a lot of traffic. And then, so by the time I got to a different road where there was stoplights and things, mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. There was oh, trees. Oh, right, because it was going down. Well, it, we had a, a picture. I, I forget who sent us the picture. Sorry, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, to send a picture to Stormdar. Oh, it was Patience. What well, uh, Patience Griffin? Uh, I used to work with her husband. He was he's a great singer. Performs for Clay. Anyway, his wife, Patience, is a photographer. And so she sent us in her message, uh, she's, and she, she said, cold front coming. And so I had to, like, look at what was going on. And I know what you're talking about. It's, like, way on, on, the, on the horizon. And it was just kind of flashes. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really cool. And that now that stuff was way down in central, like, Arkansas, like uh, Fort Smith, uh, Russellville, around there. But at, again, after nine, that's when that explosion came up, and it started to come up into southern Missouri. I mean, Stone County, southern Stone County, it got, got something closer and closer to us. But then it just died well, out. Right, it developed, but then it just kept moving to the east southeast. So it never moved further north, and that's because I'm guessing. Okay, here's my little weather lore guessing: a low-level jet probably kicked in. Yeah, and that because when that happens, you've got this convergence of everything, and all it can do is go up, and south of the boundary was warm and moist, and north of the boundary was kind of dry, so you get those two together, and we have all those thunderstorms. Now, I was watching also, after after I got home from the show, which is like 10.30, I saw on radar a whole bunch of showers and potential thunderstorms in eastern Kansas that were headed this way. So I'm like, okay, get ready for some rain. And I posted, I posted radars. It's like, here we go. I changed the forecast, picked the thunderstorms because I saw lightning signatures and I went to bed and our weather station picked up nothing. We got nothing. No. And Brad downtown, our buddy Brad, his weather station picked up five hundredths. So I don't really know what happened. I'd have to go back and see. But this massive rain was headed towards us. I mean, did it just dry up. Ooh, I have to go and look at that. 
just died out. But Fizzled yeah, out. but why did we get nothing when I saw this? I mean, it because yeah. it never made it here. It it yeah, which. You know, kind of made me upset because I saw it and I everybody was like, here we go. Here comes the rain. And then nothing. So poo-poo on that. Uh, <laughs> so with that cold front coming in, a much colder air mass is headed this way. The National Weather Service issued a freeze watch uh, the other day, yesterday, actually. And by today, they change it to a freeze watch. Warning, a freeze warning. This is going to end the growing season because we've got temperatures coming. So uh, what I want to do, I want to read the latest uh, text about this. Uh, and I, this is going to be valid tomorrow because most people are going to listen to this tomorrow anyway. And the freeze warning is for Monday night into Tuesday. Uh, and here we go. Okay, so they, they categorize it what, where, when, and impacts and additional details. So what? Sub-freezing temperatures in the lower to, lower to middle 20s are expected. Areas east of Springfield will likely reach as low as 18 degrees. So we're talking those low valleys, south-central Missouri, uh, north of what, like Salem, uh, around in there, could get in the upper teens. I mean, really? Come on. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, where they say where? Portions of southeast Kansas and central, east central, south central, southwest, and west central. I mean, it's like all over the place. Even Miami. Miami, northeast Oklahoma is in this thing, too. Uh, the timing is from midnight tomorrow night, midnight tomorrow night, night, to 10 a.m. Tuesday. Corey's already panicking. Why is Corey panicking? Oh, because his, his tomatoes. His massive tomatoes. He's like, aren't you going to go home and bring them all in? Before? <laughs> I have a bad feeling. <laughs> what is your bad feeling? That he's going to want to drag them in the house. And it's like, duh. It's October, honey. Let, let them go. They lived a good life. But they're life. not ripe yet. They lived a good long season. Let them go. Okay, how many tomatoes have you guys actually procured? Oh, I don't know. We don't count. But, I mean, a lot? But, I mean, all summer he had enough. Every time he wanted to make spaghetti sauce, pizza sauce, okay. BLTs, you know, he had enough. We had tons, but we don't, like, count. But, but he, you don't still has, he still has three plants producing tomatoes. Tons of tomatoes, but they're still green. They just won't oh, ripen. Oh, yeah, well. They're stuck at green. They're not, well. Maybe have fried green tomatoes. That's so someone was like, hey, fried green tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I got my vincas out, outdoors uh, that my mom gave me. They're actually just beautiful because my my wife would kill plants. So uh, I'm trying, oh, I need to water that. But I'm pointing to my philodendron. I think I need to water it. Needs, it's looking kind of peaked. It kind of looks dry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but mom suggested that I take them in the garage for a couple nights because I need to tell everybody this. This is not a season reset. What this is, this we're going to have this cold front, cold snap, get really cold in the growing season by Friday. No, by Thursday. We're going to be back to 70. We're going to be back to 80 by Saturday. 80 degrees. So this is just a dip in the cold. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot to, to, to finish this. Impacts. Frost and freeze conditions will kill crops, other sensitive vegetation, and possibly damage unprotected outdoor plumbing. So what? Okay. So let, let's think what we need to do. 
If we're going to get temperatures in the low 20s with a hard freeze... Uh, if uh, you don't have plumbing that's protected, covered, you need to be dripping your right. faucets. You know, and it, uh, well, no, actually what they're talking about, because a lot of people have outdoor sprinkler systems. That too. That, that is the biggie. I mean, if, uh, if it gets... <sighs> but below 30... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But be, if your pipes aren't, you know, in the ground good. Yeah, or... I mean, if, if, yeah, but if they're like, whether it's like the, the sprinklers, they have water in them. So if it gets like the 20s, Those that's going to pipe. Right. And so if you have even a hose hooked up to your house, like my mother has two. Mom, I'm proud of mom. She undid her hoses today. I need to do mine outside, too. So if you have a hose hooked to your house. Yes. What happens? Um. If water is in that hose, is in the hose at all? Yeah, if 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 you have it hooked up to the spigot and water is in that and it freezes, it's going to freeze back into your pipe and it could bust the pipe inside. Uh, okay, okay. So what you need to do is Just unhook the hose and that yeah, fixes that. Exactly. I mean, the best thing to do is, is what my mom does. Thank you, mom. I'm going to give you a little bit of applause because. That's to my mom. Okay, that's enough. So what she does, unplug your hose, and then she strings it over a high, uh, like I think her clothesline or something. Because once you do that, it rids the water out of the rest of the hose and just, I mean, it's, it's work. Boy, mom works. Whew, I don't do that. I just don't get from from the house. But yeah, that will, that will lessen that. And again, eh. You know, you're going to run into real problems when you get down to in the lower teens because that's that's going to penetrate that freeze is going to penetrate in more. But we're only going to get to the low 20s. You know, lower valleys in eastern you know, south central Missouri, east of of Springfield and Branson, you, you might get into the upper teens. Yeah, you need to, you know, that kind of thing. Uh the the other kind of plumbing what was I talking about earlier? I mean, if you have a well, I mean, your well, if it's insulated, you're going to be okay. Mom has a well. Uh, she's going to drip her faucets just because, you know, just to keep it from freezing. But if we were going to be consistently down in the teens and 20s, yeah, I mean, we you kind of need to keep that get going. Uh, additional details. Frost will be possible across the entire area tonight. Now, this is tonight. <sighs> The, the overnight low tonight, Sunday, is only supposed to get to 40. So we're not expecting a lot. Uh, you could get some roof frost if you're in low-lying areas, but it's not going to freeze, not going to do anything. So, so Monday is the day to protect. And I've got some interesting uh, records and forecast information. Okay, this is from the Springfield National Weather Service. This is for the morning of 1019, which is Wednesday. This is going to be the coldest day, <clears throat> excuse me, of the week. The record low for Springfield Wednesday morning, October 19th is 26 degrees set back in 1917. The forecast is 23. That's three degrees colder. So we that record could be in, in jeopardy. I'm just... <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, only October. I think we're not realizing we're going from... It was like 80 yesterday. Pretty much. And or it's going to yeah. be 20. Yeah, that's like a 60 degree drop. Like, we're going to feel that. Yeah. You're not just going to be able to, you know. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. Is like, like this is that's just going to hurt a little bit what, when you walk these, outside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh oh <laughs> puberty. <clears throat> so no, but if you have kids that you're dressing for school, I mean, that's, we're going to hear this later on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, and Wednesday morning. Bring their coats. They're, they're going to be cold. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Why do you say that? I have sent my youngest, her five-year-old, to school now with three coats. He took his jacket, his light jacket, okay. uh, several weeks ago and didn't bring it home. <laughs> and didn't bring it home and didn't bring it home. And then we had a cold. So every morning that he went out and he was cold, it's like... Sorry, dude. Jackets at school. Get it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. So then there was one morning it was really cold. So I sent him in his heavy coat. Okay. And didn't bring it home. Oh, gosh. Uh, a week or so later, he finally remembered to bring that one home. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. And then I bought him another light jacket because we had all these cool mornings. I'm like, I look like such a bad mom at the bus stop. My kid's <laughs> out here in no coat. Yeah. So I bought him a new jacket. That one didn't come home. Oh, no. Then he wore his heavy coat again the other day because we had a cold morning. <laughs> so we have three coats and they're all at school. Oh, dear Lord. I'm like, I'm not buying any more coats. No, no. Dude. They're there somewhere. And I know you write his name in there. Yeah, his name's on all of them. He leaves them in his locker and doesn't bring them home. Oh, it's in, okay. So they're not lost. Yeah, they're, just they're not, not lost. He's just not bringing them they're home. Now, he doesn't know where his first jacket is. Well, so it's possible he left that one on the playground or something and it got turned into lost and found. But, <laughs> you know, and then Corey's Gosh. like, well, email his teacher and, and ask her to remind him. I'm like, that's not her job. I know he's only it's five. But but they should they should call lost and no, you, like the parents should call lost and found and say, yo. Well, I mean, <laughs> I like, told him, I'm like, ask your teacher where the lost and found is. See uh, if you can go look through the lost and found. I'm just like, dude, I've never had this issue with any of my other kids. Yes, oh. my other kids have forgotten their jacket or their coat at school once in a blue moon, but then they bring it right back home the next day. Okay, so Griffin is the black sheep. Then. This is he's <laughs> he's the baby of the family, and I'm afraid we've babied him. <laughs> there you go. It's like, dude, you've got to bring oh, a coat gosh. home. So tomorrow yeah. morning it's going to be chilly, but he doesn't have a coat at home, and I'm not buying any more. Well, no, you shouldn't. I've bought three coats. Oh, if I no, buy him a coat no, every day. No, tomorrow morning is 40. Right. Tuesday. So he needs Mon to know. Yeah, yeah. Monday, tomorrow, that heavy coat has got to come home. Good luck with that. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you are going to freeze your hiney off. Yeah. And I'm not buying a new heavy coat. <laughs> Those are more expensive than light jackets. Oh, gosh. Yes. No, they are. <laughs> they definitely are. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, let me tell you some other record lows. Joplin, the record low is 27, set back in 1989. The forecasted low is 24. Uh, West Plains. <clears throat> I did not take an antihistamine today. <clears throat> West Plains, record low 29, set back in 1996. That's kind of recent. The forecast low, 26. So we've got some records that are definitely in jeopardy for the next few days. Now, I will say this. I did, since Corey's not here, we don't have the model minute, but I did check the thermals on the GFS, and it's going out. We're going to get back up to kind of normal. Again, this is just a cold punch. Got to get through it. Yeah, we'll be back up. But there's another, the GFS is saying another strong cold front coming through around the 25th, maybe. Uh, 25th is what, nine days, about nine days from now. Uh, don't know. Uh, the, the Canadian is the other one that goes out far, but not quite that far. So it's not exactly agreeing with that. Uh, October, we've said it many times. Transition month is October. So 
be prepared. We're going into winter. So, okay, let's get to the next segment. It's tropical. And this is the Tropics Update. We are still in hurricane season, so we're going to keep this out here. Uh, The big thing I want to tell you about in the Atlantic, there's absolutely nothing going on. Uh, So we will go to the Pacific, and the big story there is there's absolutely nothing going on. There's nothing going on in the tropics. I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm ready for this excitement. I'm, I'm still wanting to see. I think the people in Florida and everywhere would disagree. Well, no, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want the cyclones to hit things. I just want to see them out there and name them, like the drunken sailors in the middle of the. Atlantic. Well, you know, the Atlantic or whatever. No, there's not even any yellow X's. I mean, they're saying there is no development expected in the next 48 hours. So that's kind of good. All right. Well, let's get to the weather school then. Uh, oh, we're doing pretty good on time. This weather school is about El Nino and La Nina. What are they? We've talked about them. We always update once a month, but you know, just to get in depth of how they kind of are a puzzle piece and the oscillations around the world that we look at to predict you know, possible severity of the winter or the summer. So let's just get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. El Nino. We've all heard of it, but what exactly is it? And how does it affect the weather? In the past several years, scientists have studied the sea surface temperatures in the Pacific Ocean. Variances in these sea surface temperatures are thought to play a role on global weather, which involves changes in both temperature and rainfall. This warming and cooling of water temperatures give us what we call El Nino and La Nina. These events are thought to have been occurring for thousands of years, but these effects have only been seriously studied in the past few decades. This phenomenon is usually a long-term occurrence, which lasts from anywhere from a few months to up to a year or more. When sea surface temperatures are warmer than average, it's referred to as El Nino, which has a rough Spanish translation to the child or little boy. Conversely, Cooler-than-average sea surface temperatures are coined as La Nina, or Little Girl. The area that we monitor for these warm and cool temperatures lies in a specific region of the Pacific Ocean just either side of the equator, starting just off the western coast of South America and extending westward for several hundred miles. Typically, we feel the effects of El Nino and La Nina mostly in the wintertime, but their effects can be noticed throughout the entire year. Let's talk about El Nino. When we have an El Nino season, the warmer sea surface temperatures essentially cause the jet stream to shift and sometimes brings extreme weather to some areas on the planet. We look at El Nino to give us an idea of how the weather pattern could affect the U.S., Generally, in El Nino years, the jet stream sets up along the southern states, 
primarily from California through Texas, through Arkansas and Georgia. The jet stream is essentially the storm track and waves of energy tend to ride along the jet stream. The intensity of El Nino gives us an idea of just how far south the jet stream could go. Typically, a higher probability of severe weather occurs in the southern states during an El Nino year. California, which is usually dry, can see quite a bit of rainfall during these winter months. States like Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia usually have quite a bit of severe weather when this occurs. Colder conditions usually occur in the Midwest since the more southern position of the jet stream tends to allow more Canadian air to move into the country. The larger scale structure goes like this. A low-pressure system often develops in the Bay of Alaska, and the winds traveling counterclockwise around that low tend to feed a lot of moisture into the California region. The low also flings warmer air into the northwestern U.S., so those areas will generally experience a warmer and drier-than-average winter. This setup also can allow for a pocket of very cold air to pool up in Canada and then slide into the upper Midwest states. This would give the northeastern U.S. a colder and snowier winter. On the opposite side of the coin is La Nina, which has cooler than average sea surface temperatures. Many times when La Nina occurs, then it causes the jet stream to stay up over the northern part of the country. This helps prevent the bitterly cold air from coming down from Canada. La Nina causes high pressure to set up over the Bay of Alaska, and the clockwise airflow around that high allows for a drier and warmer winter over the U.S. El Nino and La Nina give us a very broad seasonal outlook on how the winter season could set up. Even in a strong La Nina year, when the jet stream is parked across the northern states, there will still be occasions where cold air will make its way down into the center of the country, but those cold snaps usually don't last very long. And in an El Nino year, there will still be a few periods of warmer temperatures, but then a return to colder conditions. When sea surface temperatures are average, then we won't be in an El Nino or a La Nina phase. This is what we call La Nada, or a neutral phase. When this happens, the jet stream generally keeps its pattern of tracking across the central part of the country, and the extremes in the weather pattern aren't that noticeable. There's always a combination of things that affect our weather. This weather school was designed to give you a very general idea of what happens in a typical El Nino or La Nina year. And even if we are in these phases, the actual weather conditions depend on a number of variables. Like, when did the El Nino or La Nina start? How strong is it? How long will it last? These factors have to be built into making some kind of winter outlook. The El Nino and La Nina patterns just give us an idea of what could happen. We don't know what causes these sea surface temperatures to fluctuate, we just know that they do. So next time you hear that we're going into an El Nino or La Nina phase, you'll have a better idea of how the meteorologists devise their outlooks. 
If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. I know y'all don't hear this, but Shara sings along with that theme song. It sounds really good. I sing along. I can't not sing. <laughs> it's a, it's catchy, isn't it? I am the type of person, though, I sing in the car nonstop. If music is playing, oh. and I'm I telling you, you can it. throw on just about any genre, and I can sing along. If you know what it is, you're just like, wow. I am just, I love music. And music That's is great. something that has always, uh, I listen to the lyrics. Okay, you're a lyric I really person, do. Yeah. Now, I love a good beat. I love a good dance beat. Some days you're just in that mood. Right. But I also am a very big listener of lyrics. And so I let music speak for my mood. You know, I That's pick great. music based on my mood. Okay, you know what's weird? I'm a professional musician, Has been have been a musician all my life. And you probably hate music when you're not at work. No, <laughs> I am not a lyrics person. Oh, I'm see, Corey's not a lyrics person. So if I write a song, I could write a song, I have this great melody or whatever, but I always have to have somebody else write the lyrics, the lyrics to it because I just, I'm not into poetry. Isn't that weird? I, and it depends on the song. It's got to have a good beat. It's got to catch my attention. Um, but I, I pay attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. and Corey does not. So like I can have a favorite song that I listen to for a certain reason and I can say something to him and he's like, I don't, I don't even know what they're saying. Wow. He listens to the beat. He's one that just listens to the music, the beat, and doesn't listen to the that, words. That's what I do. That's when, I mean, you come, you come here sometimes, and I'll, I'll have like, you know, internetradio.com just screaming down here. But it's like, to me, it's just that beat going on. So I, I, I identify with Corey. Like, but I have days where I'm in a good mood, and so I want smoke. fun and high, whatever. What'd you do? <laughs> I threw my ring across the room. <laughs> I twirl my rings. Oh, well, you might want to get that. Isn't it? And, uh, but I'm, you know, I have days where I'm just tired. Yeah. And I'll play a little bit slower music or I won't play any music just because I don't know. Well, but, you got to be in the mood. You right. know, and you have days when you just need that, like that power boost. I understand. Music that makes you feel empowered and strong. To and me, it's Donna Summer. I if am I woman, a, hear me roar. I crank Donna Summer. My neighbors are like, Turn it down, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna look for your ring now. Now, when I'm cleaning, <laughs> you've got to have upbeat music. Okay, well, yeah. Get, but like I said, I, and I've had friends do like I, anything but like heavy metal. I I've, I'm I've not never metal been a heavy or metal opera. I'm just not in any of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, a country language. fan, but I understand. I'm not most a huge country are. fan, but I like some country songs, and I went through a country phase. Really? In high school, I was dating a guy that liked country. And so I listened to country a lot. So I, I mean, you can go through the stations. I've run the gamut. I can sing along with country. I can sing along with rock. I can sing along with oldies because I grew up with a dad who only listened to oldies. I can sing along with gospel, Christian, Christian rock, you name it. See, this this is the cool thing. And I tell people this. It's like... Us as musicians, they always say, you need to get out there and dance. It's like, no, I am the person that makes the music so you can dance. Yeah. Those and, game shows, like Name That Tune yeah, or Beat I bet Shazam, you're good <laughs> I can yeah. kill it. <laughs> I, I know it. all the types of music. Every once in a That's while, great. they will come up with one that I'm like. Now, how about show tunes? I know show tunes. 
Wow. I used to, I used to have a CD that was all show tunes. And these weren't like this was a long time ago, so these were right. shows from the 50s oh, wow. up to shows. You know, if I grew up on the show, I can sing it word for word. Well, right. Let's see, I, I'm into the classics. Uh, when, when you get, you know, like Once Upon a Mattress, when you go uh, 42nd Street, when, I mean, that kind of stuff that's back then. Corey the is, new stuff is like, Corey is wow. very big Broadway. Yeah. Musicals. Sure. Classics. But recent, I mean, see the yeah. recent stuff. No. I don't know. He doesn't like keep Rent, up on I don't know anything from Rent. But. but he, well, he loves all Broadway. So new, old, he can tell you Broadway. He can sing Broadway. That's Here's a funny story. Okay. Totally unrelated to the podcast, but since we're on the topic of music, what? Okay. Was this I a, think it's a weather okay. podcast, but for the moment, oh, it's okay, a music now. podcast. It's just it's you and me, so we can do whatever we want. So, um, in Branson, there's a tradition: third graders do a musical program. <laughs> In like some first of November. Okay. Um, and I don't remember it with my other kids, but I know they did it. So the third graders, they pick a famous person that's from Missouri. So from any, Missouri. any okay. famous person, they can be an athlete, they can be an actor, they can be a singer, a musician, a producer, whatever. Politician, doesn't matter. Any famous person from Missouri, they dress like that person. And they put on this program that's all about the history of Missouri. Interesting. And, and there's a quirky song in it. The whole goal is they got to get to Branson and they've got to put on a show. <laughs> wow. I'm telling okay. you, it's like only in Branson. Uh, only, it's, it sounds like only in Branson. <laughs> only in Branson. Can you do an entire musical where we've got to get to Branson? <laughs> we got to get on stage and put on the show to save the world. Our fans are wanting. <laughs> I don't even know what their goal is, but anyway. So Jillian has a solo part. So proud. Okay, good. Well, yeah. So she's been singing her part for the last few days, kind of nonstop, and I can't really hear the lyrics that she's saying because she's kind of humming it to herself and singing it softly just everywhere she goes. Okay. So the melody is stuck in my head. It's a waltz. And it's stuck in my head. And I'm singing it and I'm humming it the other day because she's got it stuck in my head. And right. I'm like, sure. gosh, that sounds like the song from Winter's Bone. Oh, my gosh. Winter's Bone, of course, if, if you don't know, was filmed here in the Ozarks, yeah. written kind of about the Ozarks, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I'm like, man, it's like, da, 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 da. it's stuck in my head. <laughs> and I tell Corey this and he's like... Uh, duh, that's the Missouri Waltz. I was going to say, when you started saying, I was like, that sounds like Missouri Waltz, yeah. I was like, this, I was like, Julia keeps singing this song for her program, but it sounds like the song from Winter's Bone. And you had no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. Well, that's true. You wouldn't I can know sing that. Oklahoma word for word. Hey, you want to know a fun fact from Winter's Bone? Yes. The executive director... For Springfield Little Theater, Beth Doman, who's a really, really good friend of mine, was in Winter's Bone. Oh, there was so many locals. So many locals, in it. which I so love. So many. They had so many locals in it. It was awesome. Well, she and got it's to work for us. Yes, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. I mean, it's major movie, and I, I, so I, many locals got to be in it. Is it on like it. you know demand on suddenly? I'd have to look to see what's at now. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. I'm sure you can look it up and watch it. Well, I don't have Netflix or Hulu or anything. You have I nothing? 
I have nothing. I don't watch movies. Dude, are you stuck in the, like, I mean, come on now. Everybody streams everything. Um, I've got, like, weather to take care of. So yeah, it's, it's like, not going to be on regular TV. You're going to have to stream it. So you're going to have to come over to my house. And we'll make lasagna. And we're going to make chicken, white chicken chili. Yeah, we talked, we, this is during the weather school. It's like, Sharon and I talked about, we're going to. We're going like, to make white chicken chili and yes. watch Winter's Bone. There we go. Okay, I can do that. So, I can do that. Anyway, okay. yeah, he got a good kick out of. Laughing at me because I'm like, that sounds just like the song from Winter's Bone. He's like, oh, that's the Missouri Waltz. It's the state song. <laughs> I love it. Which was written God knows how long. So, Oh, you know, speaking of winter. Is it going to feel like winter well, in the next you, few you days? Know, it <laughs> Pardon me while I try to find my ring. <laughs> okay, you look for your ring. I was like, okay. <laughs> I need to get a picture of this. <laughs> What? Okay, you look for it. Okay, speaking of winter, you know, I'll, I'll, wait, take your headphones off. You're gonna, you're gonna stretch. I'm, I'm str- <laughs> it's my wedding ring. I gotta find it. Well, I think you kind of need to find. Well, I'm gonna keep talking because it's pocket. There you go. You found it. Okay, you're gonna strangle yourself. Don't. You- <laughs> I got it. Okay, good. Um, we talk about El Nino and La Nina. We are still in a La Nina advisory. We, this is like the third year. I checked it. Uh, the update. There is a 91% chance to, that La Nina is going to continue through November and December. I mean, we are stuck in La Nina. I got I don't know why we're doing that. But it does decrease to a 54% chance that La Nina will continue January through March of next year. Uh, don't know what's going on with that. But that's uh, the, the... Did I say this was in other news, by the way? Yeah, yeah, this, I don't know. Okay, this is in other when news. When Corey's not here to keep us in line... I know, I know. Rando and I go Well, we still go off. Well, we still go off the rails, though. I so. mean, we do, but he, he pulls us he back pulls in. He pulls us back, yeah. Uh, the other, uh, I only have two more things in, in other news. Uh, Springfield Radar is back up. They replaced the pedestal. Uh, it's quite an interesting thing. If you go to the National Weather Service uh, Facebook page, Springfield, it's National Weather Service Springfield, I think it is. Uh, they've got a video on there where they show the taking the radome off and replacing the pedestal. It's really, really, really cool. And the other thing is, uh, I didn't know this until right before we started the podcast, the Orionid Meteor Shower. Peaks in mid-October. Uh, the best viewing, they say, is on the 21st. And these meteors are known for their brightness and their speed. They travel around, are you ready for this, Shara? 148,000 miles per hour. They How would are, you see them? It'd well, be just like a foot. No, what they do, they're going so fast that when they go by, they leave glowing debris that sometimes lasts for seconds or maybe uh-huh. a minute. So when they streak across the sky, you're going to see their path. It's really cool. We're going to have to totally try to catch that one. Yeah, but yeah, you're going to have to wait, though, because the peak is only 15 per hour. Ew. That's the peak. Uh, so 15 per hour. Yeah, it's not. This is this is one of these meteor showers that Corey would say, well, we're not going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, as they're saying. Because the one we go is like you just see them every few. Yeah, you know, like sixty to hundred per hour. Yeah, that's at least that's one one or two per minute. That yeah. But what I thought was interesting about this is if they do leave all that, if they do streak across the side, then you've got like thirty seconds or whatever just just to see their streak. Uh, the best peaking time, peaking time, peaking. Go peaking. You should go peak. You're gonna go. It's leaf peaking. <laughs> best viewing season. time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Best viewing time is after midnight. Face the southeast. So uh, what the, what they're saying, like, make sure your feet are pointed towards the southeast. I don't know why they put it that. That's 
how they put it. Well, I have, what if I want my feet to face north and turn my head to the southeast? Well, then you are a contortionist, and you should need, need to start a show in Branson. So, <laughs> better talk to Jilly about you that. You can't tell me how which way to face my feet. <laughs> I can turn my feet whichever way I want. Apparently, NASA says you have to do it that way. I don't know. Um, but uh, in, in another perspective, at peak, these meteors are going to be going at 41 miles per second. That's fast. Now, I did not do the calculation. 148,000 miles per hour to 41 miles per second. I didn't do that calculation, so you're just going to have to like figure that out. I don't know if it's the same or if it's worse or whatever. That's all I got. So, hey, Shara, you ready for your segment? I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> get ready to get educated in Shara's fun. Facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. Well, it's just us, so if it's a short podcast, I'm fine with it. We, I, we got the I big things. I struggled today. Did you? You mean you, the past hour? I struggled <laughs> the last 10 minutes to okay, try to find you. some stuff. Right. Well, I you, wasn't liking anything I was finding. Like, I yeah. was finding stuff, and it was like, Meh. Well, I know you were looking for I know you were looking for stuff, so but anyway, did you find anything worth exciting or pod-worthy? it's kind of... Podworthy? You're going to have to bear with me. Okay, there we go. These aren't my best fun facts. That's okay. Uh, I have a, lo- a couple of both. That's good. Literally like two of one. That's, <laughs> hey, what, whatever, that's great. Um, <clears throat> trypophobia. And I think this word became a little more popular just a couple of years ago. Hmm. It's the fear of closely packed holes. Wait yeah. a minute. So, more specifically, it's an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. Uh, so, so kind of like a beehive that's not symmetrical. So, you remember when the new iPhone came out a couple of years ago? Okay. Uh, was it the 10 or the 11 that had yeah. multiple, where the camera is, it had multiple oh, yeah. holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah. were people that could not buy it. That have this trypophobia. That's weird. Because it had multiple holes. Now I don't have it. I have an old one, but all of Corey, my that didn't kids, bother me. my yeah. kids all have the newest versions that have multiple holes where the camera goes. So, okay, so spell it T R I P T R Y T R Y P O P H O B I A. Trypophobia. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm serious. That's interesting. So, huh? It's. I mean, I. I don't, I don't get it, but that, yeah, there were, I had people, I had friends that are huge iPhone fans and they were just like, I can't do it. That's weird. Like, I can't, I can't buy the new one. I can't do it. That's just really weird. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, people's got phobias. I I I have phobias, so you you do you, boo. Right. I'll keep my phobias. You keep yours. (laughs) It's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. Oh, no. Why? If you're going to own guinea pigs, you have to have more than one. If you own only one, that's illegal. Because they got have friends. They are. It's considered animal abuse. Because they are extremely social and must have friends. Ah. And they get lonely. So you can't even just buy one. You have to buy at you least two. You have to buy two. Oh, they my gosh. They have to have a friend. I, mean, I, I think that's cool, actually. I know. I've heard that before. <coughs> I've heard that they're very social, but I never dreamed it would actually be illegal somewhere. But, you know. Wow. Uh, the ancient Romans 
used to drop a piece of toast into their wine for good health. Hence, where we got raise a the toast. The toast. Oh, my God. Wait, I got to give you a ding for that. Oh, my God. Because, okay, so podcast listeners can't say this when she was saying Cheryl was looking at me because I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding, ding. You got it before I even said it. Oh, okay. So they drop a piece of toast into the wine and then raise a toast. Oh, my gosh. For good health. I think that's great. Okay. People are more creative in the shower. And I think we all know this. I am. I Most definitely people am. get their best ideas. I get my best thoughts and ideas in the shower. I Corey have gets written. his yeah. in a hot bathtub. Okay, we've so all heard Corey this takes about, a bath. Well, we've heard this about him in the past. When he's really thinking and working hard and working on a project and trying to be creative, putting a video together or something, he goes sits in the bath and works on it. He gets his best ideas in a hot bath. I get my best ideas in the hot shower. I've actually, at one point, took my phone to the shower with me because things would come to me and yeah. I wouldn't want to forget, so I would hurry and type them in oh, while I was in the shower. You mean in the shower? Yeah. Or we, Oh, wow. Just I mean, now phones are waterproof, so... Well, yours is. Mine's not. Yes, sir. My phone's waterproof, so I just no, set it up on a shelf in the say, shower. I was going to say, I have written two or three big pieces that I needed, I, I was stuck, and I would go and take a shower. There's a reason for it. Why is, oh, please do. It's this, not just, These you know, are good, fun hey, facts. I'm okay. warm shower. Okay, why? It's, so when you're in the shower, and most people notice this, um, your, like your veins and stuff will stick up and be their plumpest. They'll plump up, okay. The same reason when we're starting IVs, we try to warm up your arm or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you're warm like that then your veins are gonna so your blood flow is better when you're in the shower you're oh. you have an increased dopamine flow while you're in the shower because you feel the hot and you know, so your dopamine is what makes you creative wow so now you know why all those things hit you when you're in the shower so get you some waterproof paper or you are the that is the first time I've ever heard the explanation of why. Of I'm why serious. people work better. Yeah. I do. I had neither. I honestly. You do? I do. I mean, wow. The, the other thing I do if I'm stuck is I'll go drive on the highway. I think we talked about this. At I, I mean, I've always been when I. I just go drive and it's like I can't think. Not so much when I'm stuck, but like, you know, when you have those bad days and you're sitting at home and you're just kind of in a slump. Yeah. Just getting in the car and driving around. This is fascinating. And I think the movement and getting in the car gets the dopamine flowing too. And then you crank some music. Yeah, you go. Back to the music. Crank you rock out. <laughs> yeah. I Okay. I have to admit, like, so I, I babysit a baby a couple days yes. a week. Uh-huh. And every once in a while, if I have something or her mom has something, like instead of her just coming to the house to pick her up, I'll meet her somewhere and we'll you know, ba- do a baby swap. <laughs> In a parking lot. Right. <laughs> and yeah, so there's been a couple of times when I've picked her up and my music is just uh. not blaring. It's not going to damage the baby's hearing. But I'll get some, you know, good confidence You're songs. You're cranking, yeah. Playing and, yeah. and, you know, mom will start singing along and, and I'm like, yeah, we rock out in the car. <laughs> she's like, well, we do too. So she's used to Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. great. Um, Let's see. Where was I? Uh, the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. <laughs> which I find odd, because it's not a real thing. Yeah. If there's any kids in the room, 
trigger warning. I should have had them leave. Yeah. Unicorns aren't real. Okay. Um, Neither is Santa. But it was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and incidence. Innocence. Incidence. 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 Innocence. Yeah, they smell. <laughs> Okay. Sure, it's not a good incense. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. They're unicorns. They should smell like they rainbows. Should smell, yeah, I know rainbows and skittles. <laughs> they smell like whatever you want them to smell like. They're unicorns. They're fake. I'm sure they smell like trigger warning. Skittles. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay. Anyway. You're okay. wondering what the animal is. Yeah. Okay. It's unicorn. <laughs> okay. The. And I didn't know there was a word for this. Uh-oh. This is something we all do. Okay. Us Americans, anyway. The Japanese have a word that describes the act of eating when you're not hungry. Your mouth is just lonely and you're bored. So you just need to be putting something in your mouth because you're bored. Okay. So they have a word for it. Like we would just call it eating or what stress eating or yeah, bored boredom eating. hunger. Yeah, right, you know, right. No, theirs is kuchizamashi. They had to come up with a word for. They come up with words for everything. Right. Kuchizamashi? Kuchizamashi. Okay. That's when you're eating when you're not hungry. You just are bored and your mouth is lonely and it needs food. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm telling you that the fun facts were lacking this week. Well, no, I would I would think to re- to rectify that would be like chew some gum. Right. I if mean, your mouth is just I don't know, but if yeah. your mouth is just lonely, chew if gum. Or my mother candy. chews gum all the time. And she's healthy and strong, you know? Yeah. I used to chew gum all the time when I was at work. Oh, you did? It's a, a thing that keeps your brain functioning. That's probably you're on to something. It's something that keeps I your... wonder... Okay, I'm going way out. In, okay, is this the weather podcast? Not right now. I don't remember. Not right now. No, that could be something to help Alzheimer's patients. If right. they would chew gum, maybe... Hard candy, chewing gum. Anything something. that keeps all those... Keeps you thinking. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Google Images. We all know what Google Images oh, yeah, is. Yeah. And okay. you can do... You know, you can throw in a... An image Tons and do a research, you know. You need to show me how to do that. Corey said you could do that. Yeah, I've never done that. You can do a reverse image search. I've never done that. Okay. But it was literally created after Jennifer Lopez wore that infamous dress. We all know what dress I'm talking about at the 2000 Grammys. And nowadays it probably wouldn't even be like it's given like the a second malfunction, right? It would be given, <laughs> wouldn't even be given a second look nowadays. But in two thousand, oh. it was controversial. Oh yeah, nowadays is like anything goes nowadays. Yeah. So wow, okay. So many people were searching for her outfit. <laughs> the search engine added an image function. That's what started it. So we did not have that image function. So they were searching for the quote the dress. outfit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll go with that. So Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, two thousand. Thanks. Hey, hey, good Jenny. Thanks. <laughs> okay. 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 That's all the fun facts I have. Oh, okay. That's lots of fun facts. She has some good fun facts. But this date. Oh, okay. Not in weather history, but we're gonna go one this date in history. Ooh. And I know pretty much anybody listening to this podcast. Okay. Knows. All right. Okay. On this date in 1987, 
18-month-old baby Jessica fell down an abandoned well in Texas. Her rescue took 58 hours. She was stuck in that well for 58 hours. Okay, yeah. I mean, everybody remembers this. I, that's, why I gonna, that's why I leaned back. It's like, okay, this, this rings you a bell. You remember baby Jessica. Yeah. They had images of her down there in that well. Okay. They couldn't get her out. They couldn't get to her. Right. Two days. They were sending rescuers down. They were trying to get water down to her. Just, mm-hmm, to, I mean, mm-hmm. she was 18 months old. Can you imagine? They drop drop a bottle down there. And suck on this. And, okay. I mean, she was in a weird position. Her leg was. She yeah. Fell well, down. she fell. She was playing out on their property. And they didn't have the guardrails up. Okay. They didn't. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen uh, documentaries done where they've spoke to her now. You know, now she's grown in her 30s. She's close to. I mean, she's not wait, 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 wait. She's Is in that... her 30s. She has kids. She's no, married. Wait, 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 did you say 2000? No, this was in 1987. Oh, 80. Oh, why did I think 2000? Okay, never mind. I don't know. I was eight. Okay. When this happened, and she was an 18 month old baby. So she's in her mid 30s now. Gotcha. Has kids. Wow. And she remembers, she doesn't even remember it. So, oh, well, she's 18 months. Of course not. But yeah, I mean, we all remember watching the news and and that moment. I remember hearing about it. I I remember the moment they brought her up out of the well. Like they went live and everybody watched. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Okay. um, Let's see what else I have in history if I can get my phone to cooperate. I only have one history fact this date and weather history. Oh, we like that. Weather podcast, this date, right. 1966, uh-huh. an outbreak of 22 tornadoes impacted Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, and Missouri. 16 were significant F2 or stronger, the strongest of which was an F5 that Ooh. slammed Belmond, Iowa. Several hundred homes and businesses were damaged and were destroyed. Six people were killed, 225 injured. But there's a map showing its path, and it is like the storm path. It's just massive that 22 tornadoes spawned off of the storm. So this date, October 16th. 1966. 1966. Okay. Wow. And there's some cool pictures on, I mean. Yeah. I mean, if if you're into that kind of thing. Not nice pictures, but cool pictures. Okay. And that's all I have. Well, uh, I did a little research while you were uh, fun facting over there. Uh, what is trypophobia? Oh. And it has, uh, I mean, you give a definition, but I have like a further definition. Uh, it is an aversion or repulsion to objects like honeycombs and sponges that have repetitive patterns or clusters of small holes. So... Yeah, so like a, that, that's why I was thinking when you s- said that. Initially, I kept thinking, oh, like a honeycomb, because a honeycomb right. is a pattern. But anything that's tons of small holes altogether. And like you said, I didn't even, there was a word for that. Right. And I didn't even know it was <laughs> that's a thing. crazy. I mean, I would have never guessed that's a thing. But I, like said, when that new iPhone came out with the multiple holes, and people just were. They People just were like, I don't know. Aren't they like five little cameras or radars or something? I mean, I don't know. I would buy it, but I don't have tripophobia. I, I, if Corey were here, we could just look at his phone. That's true. It's like five. <laughs> oh, I he's think. got the big one. Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's like, five. I think there's five little holes. Because there's two at the bottom and like, like, two, like two on the two side and, and like one. a big one. Yeah. 
It's probably. I don't it, remember. It's it's probably radar. You could probably like tell us how fast somebody is going. I mean, I'm sure the government is just watching us through all those. Of holes. course they are. So. Are you kidding me? Okay. Anyway, I think it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's storm door weather weather weather. Oh, it's only word three the, holes. What? Sorry. What are you I doing? I pulled up a picture of the iPhone. Oh, it's uh, three holes. I thought it was five. I, I did too. But Wait a minute. Three. Okay. There's got to be five. No, nope, there's three. I'm going to find one with five. You I do that. Uh, okay. But I'll do that while you're saying that this week stormed our weather, weather word of the week. So, sure. 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 Hey, sure. <laughs> oh, God. We do go off the rails with Corey's here. Okay. So, what is this week's weather word of the week? Oh, crap. I didn't try to read this ahead of time. Good. Oh, I feel like I'm going to mess this one up. Probably not. It, I so hell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so hell. And I thought, I was trying to figure out, is it I so hell, I so heal? I was like, is it so hill? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, read the definition and I will explain how, how that comes about. A line on a weather map connecting points receiving equal sunlight. Okay. So the key word is? Equal. No, sunlight. Oh. Helios. Oh. But it I was is, looking at the ISO. Uh, well, ISO, okay, ISO means even, like an ISO yeah, bar. Yeah, I was looking at the equal. Yeah, and I, I didn't know if it was ISO hell or ISO heel because it's helion, which is the sun thing, and I looked it up uh, several things on, you know, pronounce this word, and it's hell, so uh, I-S-O-H-E-L, ISO hell, which is... The line of the window. So there you go. How fun is that? So fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're on your phone. <laughs> we are totally going off the rails. You know what? This my this... kids texting me trying to figure out what to feed his little brother and sister. Oh uh, well. I'm like, well, they should be in bed by now. So. Well, and Corey's probably off by now, isn't he? Uh, I haven't heard from him. I don't know. It's about nine o'clock. It's about yeah. No, it's about eight forty. No. They close at nine. Oh well. But he's usually off by now. Yeah, you could have all this time. So, anyway, uh, so freeze warning. We've got a freeze warning. Uh, first, yeah, Corey. Well, next week, if Corey's here next week, then we will uh, really hit that hard. You got to bring a cake next week because our birthday's alert. Hey, oh, I'm supposed to bring the refrigerator pie. Yes, you know that, or whatever. You know, the yeah. clean version of it. Yeah, exactly. Can't bring sex in a pan. That would not be good. <laughs> actually, it'd probably be really good. But well, that's the name of it. Ref- that is the name. That's actually yeah. It's it's called sex in a pan or better than sex pie. That's what I've heard. Better than sex pie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, like well, I said, growing up in my uh, very Christian home, it yes, was refrigerator refrigerator pie. pie. I mean anything. That's Every true. pie goes in the refrigerator. That's well, I know. It's like you know, I got like a, a yellow cake. It's up there right now. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that, Mom. Ne- okay, ignore. I just said that. Well, I'm going to go visit Mom tomorrow. She's she. Had, I'm going to bring her some surprises tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But it's later because I have to go rehearse with the Hughes because it's almost Christmas season. You know what that means? Christmas is here. Okay. Well, freeze warning. Cover them plants or yeah. bring them in. Yeah, and here's if the, you got plants left. Well, and and here's another thing: it's like don't leave your pets outside. Well, no, that too. Well, I know, but people or do. Or your kids, bring your kids in. Yeah, kid, whatever. No, leave your cats. <laughs> I know I'm going to catch crap for that. 
I don't write like letters cats. too. Randy, <laughs> Randy at, at Stormgarth. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. Okay, you got anything else to add over there, Shara? I think I've added plenty. You're kind of done. All right. Well, it's probably the time we wrap this thing up then. So, all right. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com, even though nobody does. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>